The following dramatisation is based on John's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 4 to 42. Hi, I'm Angela Ward and welcome to my podcast, A Beautiful Thing. Currently, I teach religion in a Catholic high school, but I have a background as a professional actress in the UK. My first series is called The Twelve Women of the Gospel, where I dramatise a different narrative from our sisters in the scriptures. In today's episode, we hear from the woman at the well. You may like to pause the podcast after the monologue to allow the scene to resonate with you or to write in your journal before we move into the next section where I will be sharing more about the woman in this episode and then closing with a prayer. If you enjoy the podcast, I would be delighted if you can click and subscribe and connect on social media, share it with a friend and or support the work with your prayers or donate on Patreon to help me produce more episodes. It is my hope that through the podcast, a beautiful thing, that Yeshua will bless you. I invite you to pause now and rest and to picture the scene unfolding before your eyes. You have no bucket, sir, and the well is deep. Well, how will you get this living water? I said. I didn't know who I was talking to. I just saw a Jewish man bound by the law. They were all like that and crossed the path to avoid women like me. But this one asked me to give him something to drink. I could see that he had been travelling and was weary. But a Jew asking me, a Samaritan woman, for something, well, even talking to me was... I mocked him. I had waited for this day. I almost spat out the words. Are you a greater man than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it? I remembered the scorn in my voice as he gazed at me, taking me all in. Men, I thought, they're all the same, Jew, Samaritan, each of them using me, flattering me to get their needs met. I'd heard it all before, and this time I thought, this one, well, he's using sorcery. Living water, living water indeed. I said, well, give me some of that living water so that I may never be thirsty again, that I don't need to come back here day after day in the blazing heat to this well. But he didn't stop looking at me, like I mattered. I don't know why he asked me to call my husband, typical man, like I wasn't enough by myself to help him. I said defiantly, I have no husband. I have lived with many men, 
each of them promising me a new life, something different, but each of them taking, taking until there was very little of me left. Each one I became a slave to, giving them my body, even convincing myself that I was happy. It had been like this since I was a girl when I met the first one, him three times my age and leaving me when I couldn't give him children, each of them the same. And the one I'm with now spends most of his day drunk, hardly noticing that I exist. He looked at me, as if he knew me, knew my story. Maybe he's a prophet, I thought, and I instantly regretted treating him with scorn. Well, even so, what prophet has ever helped me or delivered my people? But I almost became speechless when he revealed me to myself. He spoke the truth about the five men that I had lived with. He spoke into my broken heart of failure, disappointment and depression. He began to reach some kind of despair with the innocent touch of his fingers that rubbed against mine as I did give him something to drink. Did he know what I had gone through? Did he understand my pain? Tears emerged in my eyes. I tried to hold them back, blinking. If I started, I don't think I could stop. I just had this overwhelming desire to wail from my gut and let it all come out, to drown in the pity and guilt that I had never allowed myself to feel. Who was he? Why was he treating me this way? There was nothing in him that suggested that he wanted to use me. Or was I just too trusting? I resorted to my old tricks. I ridiculed this man who had lost his way from the almost holy and sacred city of Jerusalem to visit our humble and holy mountain. Was he lost? He said, The kind of worshipper the Father seeks is the one who worships in spirit and truth. My words came out before I could even think. Are you the Messiah, the Christ, the one who will explain everything? Was it really him, I thought? Why is he here, with me? I left, gazing at him. I knew in my heart who he was, and he was beautiful. Come and see, I told my friend. Come and see, I told my village. Come and see, I told my people. This man has told me everything that I ever did. That was a story of the woman at the well. So, a few key pointers. Jesus is travelling through Samaria on his way to Galilee and he stops at noon at a well. 
Historically, for centuries, the Jews and Samaritans rejected each other. So it is significant that John records this Samaritan woman's story as the first to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. According to Jewish customs, a man would not talk to a Samaritan woman or receive water from her, let alone a sinful one. At that time, women would have gone together in a group to collect water from the well in the morning. But in this scripture, John tells us that the woman is alone, having waited for the others to have gone, giving her no choice but to go during the hottest time of the day under the blazing Middle Eastern sun. What really strikes me about this meeting is that Jesus really sees her and loves her, allowing her to make up her mind and decide if he really is the Christ. She is such a brave woman and has an equal conversation with Jesus, leading to her conversion and then her entire village. This story is one of the longest conversations between Jesus and any other person in all of the Gospels, and it is the power of her story and God's glory in her that leads others to the living water. So now in prayer, we come to you, Lord. Thank you for our own story. Thank you, Lord, that you do not see us for our sin and our weakness, but you desire our wholeness, freedom and healing. Lord, as this woman bravely encountered you, give us more of your Holy Spirit and true strength to invite you more into our lives and places that need your presence. In the Eastern Orthodox tradition, this woman's baptised name meant Luminous One. Her changed life is truly illuminated by Christ and she is seen as equal to the Apostles in her zeal for telling people about Jesus. May we never underestimate the power of our own story. I invite you to stay in his presence. Amen. You have been listening to a Beautiful Thing podcast with me, Angela Ward. That was the story of the woman at the well. If you want to read the full scripture, I really encourage you to find it in John's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 4 to 42. Thank you for listening. And please, please subscribe and share it with a friend.